Welcome to Pure Mind Magic, the show to evolve your mind. Our mind is the most powerful thing we have, but no one teaches us how to use it. When we find out how, we're ready to create magic in life and in business. Learn real mindset secrets from brilliant minds around the world to change your mindset and income level forever. With every decision you make, you create your future. What is your next move? Now, welcome your host. International magician, speaker, and podcast performance consultant, Jennifer S. Royal. Hi, this is Jennifer, and welcome back to Pure Mind Magic. Today, with a very interesting guest I found through listening to another podcast. His name is John Marshall Roberts. And in this very podcast, he was talking about a book he wrote with the title The Voice Code, Master Your Inner Game. And I directly had to get this book, What I Did. And I also could convince John to come on to Pure Mind Magic and share a few of his secrets today because he is a very successful personality. And we all heard of extreme sports outdoor, but the first time I heard of extreme inner sports was on this interview from John. So he is the founder of World View Thinking, and he will talk with us about the matrix spending. He's all about coaching and speaking. He has another book that is called The Alchemist, what I think fits very well with this podcast here. And he seems to be also an expert on frequency. So we have a lot of very interesting topics to cover today in this episode. When you are new here, please go ahead and subscribe to the show. This is just one click. It's totally free. And with that, you will get notified whenever there's a new episode for you coming up. And also, when you are interested in how I get my interesting guests here on the show and how you can grow your business network to meet really interesting people from all around the world and what role podcasting plays in it, I just created an online course where I teach you all about that. So how you can grow your network and in the end even profit from your network. And as I said, how you can use the brilliant mind of podcasting for it. When you don't have a podcast yet, doesn't matter. So I have strategies that you can leverage without having your own show. Check it out if you like. And for my audience in the show notes, you will find a 90% off coupon to enroll in this class today. It's online, so you can do it in your own time from anywhere in the world. And obviously, it's an English course. So enjoy it when you like and let me know what you think of it. Now, without further ado, I would say we start the interview today with John Marshall Roberts and let him talk us in his secrets on matrix spending and magnetizing things to you, what I think we are all interested in. So welcome to the show, John Marshall Roberts. 
Hi, John. Welcome to Pure Mind Magic. Hello, Jennifer. John, it's so great to have you on the show today. And I couldn't wait to talk to you because it was that I was on my way to a magic show. And I always love to listen to really inspiring podcasts before I reach the stage. So I was listening to an interview you gave on another show. And you mentioned your book, The Voice Code, Master Your Inner Game. And I got so fascinated and hooked with all the stories you shared in the interview. And I will ask you all the questions today. So directly after the show, believe it or not, when I turned home, the first thing I did was go to Amazon and buy your book. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe to get all our listeners excited as well about you, your book, or books and your work, can you introduce yourself? Sure. Thank you very much. Uh, so my name is John Marshall Roberts, and I'm a, I guess you might, some people would call me a mad scientist. I don't consider myself mad, but I'm an applied <laughs> behavioral scientist who I consider myself to be the ultimate skeptic. And so I studied, 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 and tried to find a, you know, the truth behind all the different theories uh, within my field. And eventually I stumbled upon a map, which was amazing, blew my mind because it seemed to be a map out of the matrix or, you know, of the matrix, how it is that we as human beings are actually creating the reality that we perceive um, in our unconscious mind. So it was a how-to map on how we create a reality and then ultimately how we can change it and eventually, you know, transcend it. So it's a lot like the movie, The Matrix, but what this map, which I call the voice code tells us is that, you know, once we take the red pill and wake up, we don't end up in a spaceship eating sludge, battling robots. We actually go to what they call the white light. <laughs> and a couple of years after discovering this map, uh, trying to make a book out of it, right? I was frustrated. And eventually though, I created a, a tool to use it and I went to the white light myself. So I followed my own map out of this physical embodiment into the white light as a an agnostic, you know, not a religious person. But I, I passed through the belief in death and I popped out of the matrix. And now I'm back and I'm trying to uh, activate people who are interested in this sort of thing to give them the tools uh, that they may find useful to create their own reality and, and to avoid, you know, the pitfalls that come um, and the challenge, a lot of the bullets that come at us when we try to live our own life and when the world pushes us back, right? Doesn't let us, I'm helping people dissolve a lot of those problems and, and get where they want to go more quickly from the inside out um, using what some would call a more spiritual approach to um, creating, finding, and fulfilling their life's purpose. That is amazing, And it's really that normally magicians are known for like moving big boxes on stage. And I sometimes think this is now kind of an old-fashioned approach to magic. And I'm always asking myself, so what would I do if I would have these real magic powers, kind of superpowers? And I believe that we all do have them, like using our intuition, our imagination, getting all this clarity so that we actually can bend reality. So this is why I was so attracted to your subtitle of your book, Master Your Inner Game, because I think it's so much easier to make these changes on the inside instead 
instead of moving big boxes and things in your life. So for me, this is the real magic trick. But what would you say? It definitely is magic. I guess we get into this idea of, of what magic means. You know, I'm not an advocate of magical thinking, meaning where we're, you know, wishing a prayer and just sort of hoping and, and keeping our head in the clouds, right? So some people think of magic as being sort of like a daydreaming thing. What I think is that, well, there was, I, I'm trying to remember who said it. The quote is, any sufficiently developed technology is indistinguishable from magic, right? So we can create magical results in our lives when we take certain steps, uh, but it requires that we question and unravel some limiting assumptions about what's possible and what isn't. So yes, I think we're on the same page, only to say that for me, everyone has unlimited power and the capacity to make miracles happen. And what they need to do though is get out of the clouds, And, and step into their power, which always, always amounts to looking into their inner world to see where they've hidden their power. And it's always hidden behind where they feel the most powerless. So when a person is willing to go inside and face their dragons, their, their anger, their terror, their grief, and their rage, and actually hold and own those powers without run, running from them or judging them, There's an alchemy that happens that they bring light into that darkness, which then their greatness emerges and they access that invincible will, which allows them to bend time and space where the world starts to, in a sense, bend to their will. And it's happening because they've shed belief in their weak little ego self and they've stepped in to their true power, which actually controls all of time and space. So it seems magical, but the truth, as I see it, the most amazing magic is that we ever convinced ourselves that we were so powerless. Very nice set here, John. And I found also studying your uh, profile, but maybe before I go into this, uh, I mentioned before I hit the record button that the story that fascinated me the most when I was listening to this interview was that you have a kind of a really special program that is actually not for everyone, but it has to do with this matrix bending, like a 12-week program. And you You had an attendee there that came in, and I think he was not in the best place in his mind, so to say, when he started, and he came with them really big goals. When I do remember it correctly, it was five big goals, and uh, you can share all the details on that. And then he managed in some way to, quote-unquote, create this magic and make all goals a reality before your seminar even ended. Right. So a lot of the things I'm saying sound great in theory. You know, you create your own reality. But the thing is, a lot of people believe that, but they still feel powerless. So what I've done is I've put together a 12-week uh, journey, a coaching program, where people actually prove this to themselves. And I have clients come up with audacious, inspiring goals, right? And then, and then I set them to the task of one week at a time, you know, doing some morning exercises and having a conversation with me to remove systematically any uh, disbelief, doubt, right, of them, of that, whatever it is they want appearing in their lives. And as people commit to this over the course of weeks, there's a, a momentum that builds where they gradually uh, suspend all disbelief 
belief in their power to manifest what they want without effort, right? And what happens is they magnetize it into their experience. So I think I have a lot of stories to tell. I think the one that I was talking about there was a guy who had challenged me, said, okay, if I can create anything, I want to, you know, $10 million. I want to open 10 stores in the U.S. I want to be friends with James Cameron, you know, and do a big gala with Jane Goodall, right? He had some very specific and audacious goals that were of a level that he had not personally ever accomplished before, but he had the confidence to commit to it fully. It didn't feel like he was creating the goals in order to compensate, you know, for mommy issues. It felt like he was ready to really make it happen. So, um, and by the way, that's important when it comes to goal setting. You want to pick something that's audacious, but not something that's supposed to be a compensation for lack. You know, like there's a, it's important that we pick goals that are aligned with our, our, um, our voice, our higher self. And we know that when there's a deep sense of resonance and a sense that it's truly possible rather than a hopefulness or a hopelessness about it, right? A little scary, but still possible. Well, that checked out. So I took him on this journey and I think it was three weeks before we were done he called me up from James Cameron's house. You know, Jane Goodall had called him. They were organizing a gala. He was about to sign the papers on $10 million that was coming through. He had opened 10 stores in the U.S. And all of this had happened through what they call the law of attraction. But I would almost rather have people, I would like to say, if you're into the law of attraction, I want you to really embrace the law of subtraction in order to get there. If you want to attract something, subtract anything in your unconscious that believes it isn't possible and commit to that fully. And if you do just that, it'll show up. But that is enough. That's actually hard work because in order to do that, we have to be willing to suspend a lot of who we think we are and really go all in, which is the biggest challenge of this kind of work, which is why when we do it in a methodical way, uh, you know, one day at a time, it's a lot easier than trying to do it in a weekend or just when you read a book by yourself. Amazing. So it sounds like getting magical results with your method you put together there. So I'm pretty sure that a lot of the listeners are now really curious and excited as me to find out more. So where can they learn about the program, your coaching and uh, m about the book? So everything that helps them to uh, drive in the direction of magic results. Thank you. Yes. If you're interested in this, if this sounds like it's right for you, then uh, re go to worldviewthinking.com, worldviewthinking.com, where you can get like a sample of my book, The Voice Code, which has the map. You know, it actually has the technology that we use in the coaching. Uh, I will warn you, it's, it's not as easy to read for others as I thought it would be because you have to be kind of into extreme inner sports like I am, right? Like kind of a daring adventurer. Uh, sometimes to do it by yourself, it turns out, but but it'll show you the technology and the map. And if you're willing, you can get all the way using that. If you um, are one of the normal people who actually <laughs> it, it doesn't want to just read a book alone, it, on there you'll find access to the coaching program and some of the other stuff we're doing. And, and also know that I'm putting out videos now every week on YouTube, a YouTube channel under my name, John Marshall Roberts. Because I'm starting to recognize how important it is not just to have a map, uh, but to have a mentor and a community when you're doing this kind of work. You know, it's lonely sometimes when you recognize yourself as the cause of the world, right? That can be a little scary because you, if it all comes on you, you start to get a little freaked out sometimes. So it's good to have communities of other people who can hold that paradigm with you and who are generating results, right, and who have been through this process. Because let me tell you this. 
All you have to do is gather evidence once that it really works. If you're willing to take one challenging issue and go inside and assume that you have the power and remove, reclaim that power by facing your powerlessness until it's gone, and then it shows up in the outer world, when that happen, happens once, right, the ego, your limitations are all dead because you'll never again buy into the powerless myth and it'll just be a matter of time till you've reclaimed all of it. So the hard part's getting started and if they go to worldviewthinking.com, right, or the YouTube channel, they'll, they'll get some encouragement and some tools and some advice to get started and to get that evidence so that they can get going. Very nice. Very nice. Thanks for sharing this uh, with us, John. And uh, I would totally agree with you that it's really priceless to have a coach or a mentor along the way so that you don't get lost and really still seeing your vision clearly and the way you are walking on. Because we all know that sometimes it's really easy to get lost in all the things you are doing. And when you are so busy, so you could miss something important and you have this mentor or coach that is like supporting you and also seeing other things you don't see yourself. So on your profile on LinkedIn, I found a really interesting term saying applied psychometrics. So I'm really interested in what your approach to this is. So I do have an effect in my show that is also called psychometrics, and it has to do with uh, spectators touching objects. And from the theory is that every object absorbs like the energy of this person. And I let like five or six spectators wrap something up in an envelope and without me seeing it. And when I put them out, I can feel like the energy and feel about the energy and then handing the exact object back to the person who touched it last and also can tell a few things about this person. And obviously, in my case, I do this for entertainment purpose, but it's a really nice effect. But now I'm curious, what is from your perspective, applied psychometrics? Wow, that's a, I want to learn more about yours. It's much more probably exciting and magical than mine. But, you know, it's funny because I'm talking ideas that the world would find crazy now, but I, I'm one of those skeptics and my psychometrics is just standard. I was, uh, you know, measuring the mind for, for psychometric testing. So by the way, the map that I'm coming from, everything I've discovered came through formal empirical research, right? In the, in the world of business and in the academic world. And I created a an assessment tool. So, you know, like the Myers-Briggs and some of these tools that they use to try to find out, you know, your mind to measure your attitudes and your aptitudes, right? You know, you rate on a Likert scale, sometimes, always, never, you know, I'm afraid of spiders. Sometimes, you know, I agree, I don't agree, right? <laughs> like these, these <laughs> items that they, these tests, that's what I'm talking about. I, I learned how to create those tests and I actually created one called the Roberts Worldview Assessment after After my first book, and it was data from that, you know, assessment tool, which I used to give to the corporate world, you know, to audiences of, of Fortune 500 companies, right? I discovered the pattern that became the voice code, right, which led me out of the matrix. So that's my psychometric testing. And now I'm a lot more open-minded to your type than I would have been before <laughs> because, because it's interesting, the gifts that you start to reclaim once you open your mind, you know? Yes, so true. I, I mean, you know, there's subtle energies and there's information that start you start to download and you start to realize you have all these psychic abilities and all these other abilities that you don't even understand as we clear this windows of perception. And it sounds like you've 
uh, you're pretty comfortable with that and you've developed that. And, and I'm, I'm a novice, so I'd be excited to hear more. Yeah, very good. I think you you have to see this one day. And it's, it's really a strong effect. So people react really strong on that because it's, it's interesting. So how good I can describe them. And sometimes someone after the show uh, approaches me and it's, it's just stunned on how exactly I described the life situation of this person who I never met before. So it's really an interesting effect. But as I said, so it's magic. It's a classic magic entertainment. And uh, I just love doing this uh, effect and I came across this word and thought you as a scientist I have to ask you and also on your profile I found that you have been invited by Obama into the White House as an expert on inspiring engagement can you inspire our listeners with this story <laughs> well that I guess that would be an example of um Of Yeah, before I had the voice code, you know, I had found my calling. I would just say if I had one bit of advice for everybody, it's fine with the work that you're born to do. If you don't find that thing you're here for with absolute clarity where you're willing to commit to it because you love it so much that you don't, you'd be willing to die and it fills you with so much joy that you don't care about anything else. If you don't find that then, you know, your life just ends, you don't have your power because that's your access to power. So it's like, that's step number one. And, and I did that around my first launch of my first book, which is called Igniting Inspiration, which is really about how to win hearts and minds of cynics and skeptics. And I did well, and I was adopted by the sustainability community. And I always loved Obama. I just loved him. I saw him speak in 2004, you know, when I was a really cynical moment in my life. And I, I did not want to have to hear a politician speak, and I was committed to not wanting to like him. I was just committed, and I rarely get that way, you know, but my, I had a rough day at my job, and I was just like, screw this guy. And he won me over. In 15 minutes, he had, like, helped me see that I had become a slave to my cynicism and that my only enemy was my cynicism. And he did it in 15 minutes against my will. And I, was, I fell in love with him, and I said, I, talk about magic. I want to do that. So I'd always wanted to do that, and I'd never been in the presence of someone with that kind of uh, power. And I spent the years trying to figure out what he did, and, and, I, and I learned how to do it myself. So by the time I launched that book, right, I had a deep resonance with Obama, a deep, passionate love for him as a man, as a, not even as a president, although I liked him. It was more like, like he it was the kind of man I aspired to be. And I was following my bliss. And, you know, there's a law of resonance that really draws things into your reality. So, I mean, you know, it didn't surprise me all that much when I got a um, notification from the, the, the White House uh, Sustainability Committee. They brought me into uh, Washington and I actually didn't get to go to the actual White House. I ran a workshop for government employees on how to inspire engagement and inspire change without formal authority, right? And we did that at George Washington University, and they, they named it after my book. But that was really validating, because understand, I launched my book. I didn't have a formal publisher. You know, everybody told me that I had to have my PhD and get a formal pub. I had to go against all the rules to launch my own book, and I was terrified of uh, failing. So that was quite validating for me. And it gave me the courage I needed to take things to the next level to discover the voice code where now I can help other people have that journey without the same, you know, as much fear. But th that validation by Obama was great. Um, the interesting thing now is, is, is learning um, how to bridge the inner and the outer world. 
so that I can bring the voice code to the world, uh, you know, and, and not freak people out too much because it, it requires a lot of courage to embrace some of these ideas. So that, so as your calling progresses and you fulfill it, you keep up-leveling to deeper and deeper challenges that bring up more and more fear and offer more and more of your power. So another piece of advice I'd have for those of you who say you might have your calling already is watch out because <laughs> it's going to keep getting at higher and higher levels of power. Um, and, you know, that's a journey that I'm now starting to master, but it, nobody told me any of this stuff when I got going. So I, uh, I would like to help others not get into some of the traps that I've had along the way. <laughs> so true, John. And I remember once I came across a quote that said, new level, new devil. And I think nice. this is <laughs> what you are trying to say there. And That's great. I, I really would uh, like inspire everyone to pick up a copy of uh, the book. And I mentioned before we started recording that for me as a German, it, it's not so so easy to go through the book, but I, I really love challenges. And as you mentioned, like the extreme inner sports to spark this transformation on the outside. And John, you mentioned like magnetizing things to you. And I really love that expression. So let's talk about frequency because I'm pretty sure that everything has a frequency. So when we look into physics and you have to match frequencies to get what you want, attract to you what you want. And it's like you said, it's not about only about thinking it. Of course, you have to take inspired action that things happen. But what would you say on how we can work with frequencies? Excellent question. Thank you. And I have to, this, I mean, honestly, I'm still a work in progress. It turns out the voice code map, there's 12 stages that we evolved through and I'm just now moving to stage 10 of 12, right? And these are big shifts. So just know that like I'm a student here, uh, but I have made some really big breakthroughs and it turns out that, um, There's a spectrum, as I understand it, using the voice code map and then my own experience, right, of, of, of success and failure bringing it to people, this big idea, right? There's a spectrum of energy, and it's like the creative thing you want. Picture what you want, right, a vision. Uh, just for simplicity, we'll just say like, you know, uh, the house of your dreams or something, right, this beautiful house. Now, that image actually exists now, and it exists right now. But it exists at a finer level of frequency. It's kind of like as a mental template, right? Our challenge then is to actually bring that sort of what you might call spiritual, mental, airy kind of energy down into the density of the physical body, right? Now, how do we do that? The thought moves down in a sense through the heart. We have to imbue it with love and appreciation. And then we have to bring it fully into reality. We have to now bring it into the will around the gut, Right. And imbue it with the power, our power. So it's like thought, image, filling, filling that blueprint with love and then filling, filling, filling it with power requires that we release um, whatever a heartbreak might be over feeling we will never be able to have the house of our dreams and whatever fear we have over our own power of knowing that we have the power to manifest things without effort. Right. So so frequency really is about a matching principle. And if a person doesn't want to have to do a lot of external work to create things, if they'd rather just, you know, have it occur in their experience with relatively little struggle or pre-planning, they can. 
but they have to be willing to go inside and open their heart and open their will, right, to fully embody and release any doubts about the reality of the mental image that they're holding for what they want. And that's hard because primarily of the will. The rubber meets the road with the willpower. And the will right now is clogged, you might say. The receptive centers of our will are clogged with unacknowledged, undigested pain and suffering that we refuse to look at. We call it the unconscious. But understand, it wasn't the unconscious until we chose to make it unconscious. (laughs) It's called repression. It's called dissociation, and it's called denial. And so long as we're unwilling to question and face our own denials— and dissociations, we will remain powerless because that we've hidden the power from ourselves. So the whole trick here comes down to one thing. You got to move emotions that are trapped in your will, right? You have to move those emotions and you just need to set safe time for yourself where you can really see what's down there and, and bring all parts of yourself into loving acceptance. By doing this, you bridge the heart and the gut, right? The heart and the will. And that's how you manage to actually bring into the physical world what it is that you want and aspire for at the higher levels of consciousness. And this takes a warrior spirit, let me tell you. And the ultimate recipe is you got to anchor in the abyss of your own darkness and stay there and not give fear an inch or else it'll take over the whole thing. Does that sound like fun? Well, not to most people. So I'm not for most people, but those people who are ready for real power, it's actually quite doable. Right. You just have to be willing to feel your discomfort instead of dissociating or avoiding it and get used to thinking of yourself as all powerful. But you've just hidden the power from yourself within the feelings you've been thus far unwilling to look at. This is how we use frequency to create gold out of lead, to do the alchemy of manifestation with minimal effort. It just requires absolute willingness to face any discomfort and not label our feelings. That is so cool. And we know that emotions are energy in motion. So makes so much sense what you're saying there. And I'm trying to push you to reveal a few more secrets of your amazing work. So I know that you were talking about a morning practice that is connected to the matrix bending process. So can you share some insights, what you would say is the best way to start the day and get in the right mood and on the right frequency? Yes. So a phrase just came to me, which I'll say is just kind of like, I guess, a poetic way of, of articulating what I know to be the truth from my own experience and the science, which is to say, we have to bring our highest lightness to our deepest darkness in order to know our true greatness. And I recommend doing that every morning. How do we do that? Well, there are many different ways to go about doing that. I think that the important thing is that we frame our day so that our day doesn't frame us. And if we understand the mechanics or metaphysics of how this creative process works in logical terms, you know, we, we can we can we can suspend our disbelief and, and start to really see why this is so important. Basically, the voice code says we have two unconscious minds. One is our creative unconscious where the you know, the higher self, the all powerful self lives. That's what I call our voice. And uh, and then we have the primal unconscious, which is where the past and our fears and our dissociated shadow um, aspects linger. So what we want to do every morning is make a habit of petitioning the higher self, which I call our voice, right, which has a couple different 
cases. You know, I take people through a systematic process, but basically there's like the emperor energy, which is about sort of the calm, you know, uh, leadership quality that our higher self possesses. The other ones, uh, the magician or alchemist energy, which is like, like about discerning truth and asking questions to not buy into things that aren't true. So it's all about truth. It's like the inner scientist. The warrior is the one who likes to go down into the abyss, actually enjoys you know what I mean? Facing those dragons. And then what I call the poet is the feminine, the divine feminine love energy that heals uh, and brings light to heal all the other three. So we've got these four aspects of self, and I recommend that people make it a habit to contact them consistently in the morning so that that light enters into your conscious awareness. And then uh, once you have that, you can go down into the, the abyss and kind of anchor and reclaim your power from some of those shadows without any fear. So I recommend a morning practice where you petition the light and then you face the dark um, and just get in the habit of doing that and then let that frame your day because then as you go through your day, you're going to be set on a resonance sort of path that's going to lead you to your highest, uh, most effortless and accomplishment and your highest productivity and in a way that's aligned with your true calling rather than what the world's trying to tell you you should be doing. Mm, amazing. Mm, amazing. So that were some great insights on how to start the day. And I'm sure this will really help to bend the matrix on how you describe this. So, John, in case that some in the list out of our listeners would really love to get you as a coach to work through this process or hire you as a speaker for the next company event, what is the best way to reach out and connect with you? Just send me an email. Uh, if, if yeah, John at worldview thinking, John at worldviewthinking.com. I think I've been honest enough today that I've scared away anyone that isn't really, really serious about <laughs> about accessing their power. Because I do want to say two things. Okay, if you're not somebody who's really on the cusp of ready to just you know do it all and become Neo and control the Matrix, please don't beat yourself up. What I'd recommend is just spend 30 minutes every morning doing something that connects you with the light, right? And commit to finding your calling. You know, you don't try to push yourself to be some crazy warrior or whatever if you're not ready. That's not loving, right? So just practice a little tiny steps build up over time. Momentum is more important than intensity. Momentum is real important. So I just I just you know wanted wanted to make sure Sure, I put that out there because I think sometimes, you know, I'm speaking right now through the energy of the warrior, which is all about let's face our death and prove our immortality. And a lot of people try to co-opt that energy because it seems kind of cool, but but they actually end up traumatizing their inner child because of it. So just I want people to feel encouraged to step up big uh, if they're ready. But if they're not, I want them to step up small and take small steps until they are ready. You know, we want to uh, we want to do it at the right pace for ourselves. And if somebody is ready, like and they really want to sort of pop through the matrix and change the world and really remember themselves as, as omnipotent or whatever. Uh, well, then send me an email and we can and I can we can get into a deeper conversation. John at worldviewthinking.com. Thanks, John, for uh, sharing that. And I borrow a concept here from magic again. So, you know, it's all about timing. And in this case as well. So when this is your call to adventure to start your hero's journey with John, then get your book, reach out to John and just write him an email and get ready to create magic. So, John, thank you so much for being my guest today on Pure Mind Magic. That was really 
a high value interview with you and thanks for sharing some knowledge and insights of your brilliant mind with us. Well, thank you so much for having me. It feels great to be uh, tying into a network of people who are willing to come with me into this fascinating journey conversation, and you're definitely one of them. So I look forward to hearing more from you. And thank you again. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode with John Marshall Roberts. And please go ahead and check out his book, The Voice Code Master Your Inner Game, and when you're in the mood, also The Alchemist. And as mentioned in the beginning, you can enroll today in my online course on how to build your network using podcasting with a 90% off coupon just for you. And I'm going to end this episode like the last episode I did to give the musician Sylvester White another chance to get his music out with the title Magic. All the information will be in the show notes as well. So you can grab the song when you like it and listen to Magic on iTunes or Spotify. So have a very magical day, evening or morning, wherever you are in the world right now. And whenever you are listening to this, talk to you soon. Until then, create some magic. I step into place, the feeling's right, I catch you staring like there's something that you like, I see your eyes, I see your soul, go with the music, let your body Hello.